knowing I'm exactly where I need to be and that there is a purpose for taking two years off of working out. There is a purpose for really easing back into that month-long break that I took. And the other thing is, I've tried damn hard to be more in tune with my intuition. By the way, resting helps that. (laughs) Being more in tune with my intuition so I know that my breaks are necessary for my well-being and are in service of my bigger self or if I'm taking a break because I'm scared. This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 306. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. Hey, I wanted to apologize for the intro last week. It's technical stuff, y'all, is not my forte. (laughs) My computer did a big update and the settings defaulted different. And my podcast producer, Darlene, was like, hey, did you change something? Uh, It sounds a little bit different. I was like, shit. I didn't change anything, but I had a feeling what had happened. Anyway, I had already recorded this episode, and I asked her, does it sound really bad? Should I re-record? And she's like, yeah, you should probably re-record. So I'm back. This is actually the second time I'm recording this, but I always believe that there's a reason for this and that I'm going to just make this one better than the one that I had recorded before. So sorry about that crappy audio last week. I think I have fixed the problem. I hope I have fixed the problem. And what I wanted to do before I jump into the episode, it's a solo one today, I'm all by myself, and I'm going to talk to you about taking a break, which some of you are probably like, you can take a break from singing, that should be your first break, and it won't hurt my feelings, but I'm going to be talking to you about taking a break because I know so many of you are go, go, go getters, so I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but first... I want to tell you again, I have told you before, Amy Smith and I over at the Joy Junkie are starting a new podcast. We're super excited. It is going to be for entertainment purposes only. Well, I should say entertainment purposes with a side of self-help. We are calling it Not Another Self-Help Podcast, and we're going to try our best to bring humor to the self-help world because life can be pretty serious, right? And if we can't make fun of ourselves, then <laughs> we're all kind of doomed. But this is something we've been talking about for a long time. We're really pumped about bringing it to you. And we need your help because we are going to answer your questions on the show. If you head over to notanotherpod.com, you'll see a Google form that you can fill out. It's always anonymous. Uh, we do ask you to leave your name just because we're nosy. And ask us your self-help questions. We're happy to answer them. And in all seriousness, we are going to answer them and give you the best advice that we can. It's not a complete comedy show that's all in satire or anything like that. We are going to answer your questions. And thank you to the people who have already provided questions. We need a few more. We are going to start recording the first season within the next month or so, and we are scheduled to drop the first week of January. So we're super pumped. 
look out for that, notanotherpod.com. And I actually have one more thing I want to talk to you about before I jump into talking to you about taking a break. I wanted to share with you a text conversation I had with a friend of mine from my community, another mom friend. And the reason I want to share it with you because I feel like many of you can probably relate to what she is struggling with. And I hope that you find some help from the response that I gave her. So she says, hi, Andrea, do you have any resources you can suggest for overcoming introversion? I've struggled all my life with this as it relates to talking to people. I am the one who doesn't answer phone calls and waits for the voicemail. I also hate to make phone calls or initiate discussion. I can't stand social events and I hate bars and parties. I mean, do I need a shrink or are there books, groups, et cetera, that might help? And I responded and I wanted to answer her question about, you know, books and groups and things. And I said, the only thing I can think of is this book that comes highly recommended by some of my colleagues, although I haven't read it myself. And that book, we're going to link to it in the show notes, is called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. Susan Cain is the author of that. I saw her TED Talk and I thought it was extremely powerful. And her whole point is that pretty much this world is made for extroverts. And I love that she is the voice for introverts because we need more introverts in this world. So many great strengths that introverts have. But what I also talked to this woman about in this text exchange was the thing that jumped out at me the most is that she said, I want to overcome my introversion. And I'm like, wait a minute, stop right there. That's a personality trait. Like that is in your DNA. I don't want anyone to try to overcome something that they inherently are. That's making yourself wrong for just your personality and what you were born with. These are your superpowers. So if you are sitting over there thinking, hey, you know, I feel the same way. I want to overcome introversion or I want to overcome that I am so loud, that my laugh is so loud and things like that. Like, listen, if you want to overcome something, it should be things like my jealousy, my obsession (laughs) with drinking too much, the way that I am passive aggressive or sarcastic instead of being vulnerable and having a hard conversation. Those are the types of things that we're here to overcome. The quote unquote, I don't even want to say bad. I'm going to say the unhealthy behaviors, all the things I wrote about and how to stop feeling like shit. Those are the things that we're trying to overcome that keep us disconnected from people, that keep us living a small life. And If you're an introvert, if you are someone who is super enthusiastic and energetic and it wears some people out, or if people think you're too shy because you're an introvert, like that's, you are not for everyone. Your personality is your personality. And I'll tell you what, it took me, I don't know, 35 or so years to realize that, that the way that I am enthusiastic and too much for people and maybe not enough for others That's on them. And that's the point I wanted to make. And the thing that jumped out at me the most about that particular part of her text, like I want to overcome introversion. And I'm like, no, woman, if you're an introvert, that's you. And like, P.S., I don't really like answering the phone either. I just feel like we live in a world now where we are constantly inundated with pings and notifications and (laughs) interruptions 
yeah, talking on the phone. I'm like, what? I same, same. Nobody needs to apologize for that. As long as you get back to people in a timely manner. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. Social events can be overwhelming for people. That's okay. You cannot go to the party. I think the question I would want to ask you is, are you not going because you don't want to connect with people? Like, I want to know what the real reason is. Are you exhausted because you have been working your ass off all day and you have said yes to other social events, like one-on-one time, coffee with your friend, going for a bike ride with somebody else? Like, are you saying yes sometimes, but the party where everybody like just gets drunk or you don't know anybody, like you want to pass on that, then pass on that. It's called balance. That's all that I'm saying. I also said, I think everybody needs a shrink. Because <laughs> she asked me, do I need a shrink? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I barely know this woman. Everybody, everybody needs a shrink. And yeah, I just told her like, but I don't think anything is wrong with you. But yes, Everyone needs a shrink. By the way, then she sent me a picture of that book. She had it. And she said, LOL, I bought this book like five years ago and haven't cracked it open. And I replied in all caps, this is your sign. So maybe that's you. Maybe you have a particular self-help book that you haven't cracked open. And this talk is making you think of it. This is your sign. And then the conversation continues. And this is another point I want to make to you all. Because she says, sometimes I need to do things and I don't want to be uncomfortable. I have lots of things coming up and I need to stop procrastinating. And here was my response to her. I said, who says you need to be comfortable doing it? It's probably uncomfortable because you're an introvert. Maybe you'd rather be doing something else and it might be out of your comfort zone. In other words, it might be hard. If you wait until you're comfortable to do it, it will most likely never get done. Life is a series of uncomfortable and awkward events and conversations. I think that needs to like be put on a bumper sticker, right? Y'all can quote me on that. You can slap that on Instagram <laughs> and tag me. Life is a series of uncomfortable and awkward events and conversations. It is. She responded and she said, But because it's uncomfortable, I don't want to do it, and then I don't do it, and then I put it off until it's overdue or I'm stressing out realizing I should have done it a long time ago. And here's my response. So I guess the choices are, choice number one, do it and be uncomfortable now, or choice number two, do it later and be uncomfortable and also be stressed and late. Don't text your life coach friend and ask her to hand it over easy. Y'all, life is a series of awkward and uncomfortable things. And I also procrastinate sometimes. But really, sometimes it is as simple as reminding yourself that you have two choices. Sometimes it's three choices. But in this case, it was two choices. She could do it now and it be uncomfortable or do it later and be uncomfortable as well as stressed and late and mad at yourself or other people mad at you. Stop waiting for comfort is the bottom line. I could have shortened this up to 30 seconds. Stop waiting for comfortable because you are going to be waiting forever. And there are so many things that you're not going to get done because they're uncomfortable. I bet a hundred of you listening have a conversation that needs to take place 
that is so uncomfortable and you are putting it off, putting it off, maybe hoping that by some miracle, it will become more comfortable. Guess what? It won't. There is no, I mean, unless you want to take prescription drugs, which I do not advocate at all. (laughs) Plus, if you do that, you're probably not going to get the conversation out. So let's all do this sober and have the conversations that we need to have. I hate them. I'm with you. I hate them too. I, and sometimes when people have them with me, even when my best friend like brings something really hard and awkward, I'm like, oh God. I don't want to talk about this. Just because I do this for a living doesn't make it any easier. It just means that I have the tools to say the things that I want to say in a more healthy way than being passive aggressive, comma, sarcastic, comma, or just hoping that they read my mind and be resentful about it. So those choices are choice. Those are your choices too. And those choices suck. And those choices, when you pick them, being sarcastic, passive aggressive, resentful, ignoring the elephant in the room, that is not going to make you proud of how you're showing up in your life. That is not you. That is inherently not who you are. I know if you're listening to this podcast that you are you have values that are the opposite of that. So have the damn awkward conversation. Do the uncomfortable thing that you're procrastinating on. This is your sign. All right? All right. Let me shift gears and talk to you about what I actually came here to talk to you about. So one of the things I've tried to do here over on the podcast is talk to you about my life in real time. There are some things that I have kept from you. I feel like I'm having a a heart to heart. <laughs> and there haven't there hasn't been many. The one thing I'm thinking of right now is when I got sober in 2011 and I did not have my podcast back then, but I was blogging a lot and doing the same thing I do here, but just in more in the written format over on my blog. And I waited a year to tell all of you that I had gotten sober. And, and to me, that felt like such a huge thing in my life. And the advice that I got from my friend Courtney, and she had, I think, almost a decade of sobriety under her belt, under her belt at that point. And she said, this is so raw for you. I want you to be precious about your sobriety and your recovery. I don't want you to be worrying about what people are going to think. I don't want you to have to be thinking about taking care of other people who email you and saying, thank you, I'm getting sober too, you know, that type of thing. And so I took her advice and I'm so glad that I did. I waited a year until I came out and told everybody. But for the most part, I think that pretty much every big thing that's happened in my life I have talked to you about. And I also tell you all when I'm going through my own stuff in terms of my own leveling up and what I'm working on personally, which, you know, then rolls over into professionally as well. And I do this for a couple of reasons. Maybe it's because I still struggle with emotional boundaries. (laughs) I overshare. I don't know. I, I hope that it's more from a place of, I don't ever want anyone to think that my life isn't like yours. I might have certain privileges that some of you don't have and access to resources that are a little bit more difficult for other people. But in in terms of shit hitting the fan and difficult times, they still come. They still come both 
you know, with difficult things that happen, like parents dying and things like that, as well as my own emotional stuff. And I've been talking to you this year about what I've been going through, deciding to write this third book and how it's asked a lot of me and going through this thing with back playing tennis and how that's been an emotional road for me as well. And one of the things that has happened along the way is, well, let me back up a little bit. I I wanted to very early on, years and years ago, I decided when I went to work for myself and because I have two small children, I wanted to take the summers off. I felt like there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. I had heard other quote unquote mommy entrepreneurs do this. And I'm like, why not me? And every year I worked in the summer and it became really difficult because I was trying and then beating myself up because I couldn't, or I would try, try, try and get so many things done in May and it just was killing me. So I, so this year I got a little smarter and I thought, you know what? How about if I just take July off? <laughs> There's a concept, just a month. And that's a long time, right? I'm going to take the entire month off. And I succeeded. I was able to do that. It was glorious. And also, it was really difficult for me to come back. (laughs) I kind of milked another month. I worked a little bit in August and then even going into the fall. Fall for me, usually just, I love the fall. It feels amazing. Long story short, I have been taking a break and I have been taking a really long time to write this proposal. And at the same time, I've been going through my own work. I've I've hired, actually I have two coaches right now that are helping me work through some stuff. And so it's not that I'm doing nothing. It's more of like an emotional work that I'm doing. All this to say, I am a fan of taking breaks. I told you all that I took a two-year break from working out. I think I worked out maybe like, I can count on one hand how many times I worked out in that those two years. And I, the reason I am telling you this is because I know that so many of you feel like you have to be in some kind of productivity, in some kind of action to feel worthy, to feel like you're being a productive member of society. To I think that what happens is a lot of us don't want to be seen as lazy. We don't want to be seen as being in inaction about resting. We have a problem <laughs> with resting, self-care, those types of things. And I think the reason that I have gotten okay with resting and taking care of myself and making myself a priority. making and, and I have moments where I have gone over the deep end in making sure everybody else around me is comfortable and happy and at the top. And then I start to go down lower and lower on that ladder. Still have those moments. But I think what has helped me the most in surrendering to that is this, is knowing I'm exactly where I need to be. It's two things. It's that knowing I'm exactly where I need to be and that there is a purpose for taking two years off of working out. There is a purpose for really easing back into that month-long break that I took. And the other thing is I've tried damn hard to be more in tune with my intuition. By the way, resting helps that. (laughs) Being more in tune with my intuition so I know that my breaks – are necessary for my well-being and are in service of my bigger self or if I'm taking a break because I'm scared. 
because I'm afraid to take that next step in my life. I'm afraid to have that awkward conversation, whatever it is. I'm afraid to just live my biggest life. And I, that is something that is just that you need to hone, that you need to, meditation helps. Just saying, you heard it here, the queen of not loving meditation, but just being still with yourself and learning how to trust your inner wisdom. As my, my friend, Amy Ehlers says, trust your inner wisdom and that she knows what is best for you. And she also knows which way to point you. So, you know, you are exactly where you need to be. I would have never, 10 years ago, I would have never thought taking a two-year break from exercising is exactly where I needed to be. Taking a break and taking this long to write a book proposal when so much is on the line, I would have judged that as lazy, as you just need to get up and dust yourself off and pull yourself up and get your shit together. That was the way, that was the way that my inner critic likes to talk to me. And you can do it too. I am encouraging you to hone your intuition, understand and surrender that this is exactly where you need to be. And I know that some of you might be listening to this and be in that place where, in fact, I'm going to post a link in the show notes. If you have not listened to the episode I did several months ago about writing it out, that's what that whole episode was about. Like You might be in this place where you're like, Andrea, you have no idea how difficult it is for me right now or how this whole fucking year has been. And I think that you might be in that place, you know, where you want to punch me in the face when I say you're exactly where you need to be. No one is destined for a shit show of a life. Nobody. Nobody. And perseverance can sometimes feel like you can't take one more step. It is just one tiny step in front of another. Some months are like that. Some years are like that. I went through a couple-year period too. I get it. It fucking sucks. But I'm here to tell you, taking a break is okay sometimes. One more thing that's part of the story. So a couple of weeks ago, I was at a retreat type of thing, and there was a psychic there. The leader of the retreat bought us all 30-minute psychic readings. And I love the woo-woo. You guys know that I do. And I'm still only like 75% in with psychics, like with people that are telling you your future. She told me some pretty crazy stuff. And some of the stuff I was like raising my eyebrows. I'm like, okay. One of the things is she paused and she said, oh, you've taken a break. And I was like, part of my face was like, ew. (laughs) Calling out, calling out my resting. And she said, my guides tell me the break's over. And I laughed out loud when she said that because I have known that. I have known, like we're well into the fall season now. And I knew probably end of September that it was like, okay, now it's time. Now it's time to pick myself up, dust myself off, (laughs) give this book proposal what it needs and deserves and show myself some love, show this next book some love, show my inner muse some love, and get going. And it was funny that she said that because it was a little bit of validation that my intuition was telling me that. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. So what did I do? I went home and I started reading. I bought it a little while ago. I started reading the book Bird by Bird by Anne Lamont. Throw that in the show notes as well. It's a book for writers. Also, re-listened to Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic on audiobook. I listened to it a while ago and it didn't really hit me that hard. And I listened to it again and I was like, oh, 
now it's time. This, this is my sign. It spoke to me. Doing a couple of other things to just really get ready for what I need for this next chapter in my life. So all that to say, hire a psychic. No, I'm just kidding. It will do that if you want. <laughs> Listen to your intuition and you're exactly, exactly where you need to be, ass kickers. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week. And until then, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.